Welcome to Zichud Avsim Mani Memorabai Avram Goldhar and Tanirim Masechus Psachim Dav Kufchav, the 10th parak Arve Psachim. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, Ravan says, Matzah Bezmana Zed Deraisa, Umar Derabanan. Matzah nowadays is still a Mitzah Deraisa, but Mara nowadays is a Mitzah Derabanan. The Gemara explains that Mara is not a Deraisa because the Torah requires that the carbon Pesach be eaten on Matzah's Umori with Matzah's and bitter herbs, which we learn from this, Bezmanda Eka Pesach Yeshmaru, Bezmanda Leka Pesach Lekamaru. That when there's a carbon pesach, there's a mitzvah deraisa to eat mara. And when there's no carbon pesach, there's no mitzvah deraisa to eat mara. Regarding matzah, on the other hand, a second pesach states, be'erv tochu matzos. In the evening that follows the 14th of Nisan, you shall eat matzos. Ravach Yaakov disagrees and says that matzah and mara are both the rabban nowadays. And the pasuk be'erv tochu matzos, in the evening you shall eat matzos, is coming to teach that someone who's tamri or bederk or on a distant road who cannot partake of the pesach still has a chiv deraisa to eat matzah. Pointing to the brisa that supports Rabbah states, Sheishes yami tochu matzos ubiyom shvi atzirasa shemel kecho. For six days you shall eat matzah, and on the seventh day it shall be a gathering for Hashem your God. From here we may infer mashvi rishus of sheishes yami rishus. Just as the seventh day is optional, meaning that there's no requirement to eat matzah on the seventh day, so too are the six days optional. The brisa explains how this inference was made. In point number three, the Mishnah states, a pesach acher chatzos metames yadaim. The carbon Pesach makes the hands Tameh after Chatzos. The Gemara explains that at that point it becomes Nosar. It's left over because it may no longer be eaten. And Nosar is Metameh one's hands at Midrabanan. Rav Yosef says that this mission is only consistent with the view of Rebbe Lezben Azariah, as it was taught in the Brisa that the Pasuk states, And they shall eat the meat on this night. Rebbe Azariah says that the Pasuk states, On this night, and it states regarding Machas Bechoros, and I will pass through the land of Mitzrayim on this night. Just as Malchus Bechoros refers to the night up until midnight, so to here by the eating of the Pesach, the prescribed time is up until midnight. Rabbi Kiva said to him, but is it not say that you should eat the Pesach Bechipazon in haste, which implies Adshas Chipazon, that you shall eat the Pesach up until the hour of haste, meaning until daybreak when you'll hasten to leave Mitzrayim. The Pesach Bolayl Hazeh is coming to teach that one might have thought that the Pesach could be eaten during the day, just like other Kachim. The Pesach comes to teach, It's eaten at night, but it's not eaten by day. So we see from here that Rabbi Hazem and Azariah holds that it's an Issa Deraisa to eat the Pesach after Chatzos. So once again, the three points are number one. Rabbi says, Matzah nowadays is still a Mitzah Deraisa, but Mara nowadays is a Mitzah Deraban. The Gemara explains that Mara is not Deraisa, because the Torah requires the carbon Pesach be eaten on matzahs morim, with matzahs and bitter herbs, which we learn from this, that when there's a carbon Pesach, there's a mitzvah deraisa to eat maror, and when there's no carbon Pesach, there's no mitzvah deraisa to eat maror. So regarding matzah, on the other hand, a second Pesach states, matzos. in the evening, that falls the 14th of Nisan, you should eat matzahs. Rav Achibar Yaakov disagrees and says that matzah and maror are both durabana nowadays. And the Pasuk Be'er of Tochu Matzos, in the evening you shall eat matzos, it's coming to each of someone who is Tamri or Bader Krochoka or on a distant road who cannot partake of the Pesach, still has a Chiv Doraisa, the matzah. Point number two, the Brisa that supports Rav states, Sheishus Yamin Tochu Matzos, Biyom Shvi Atzeres Lashem Al Kechol. For six days you shall eat matzah, and on the seventh day it shall be a gathering for Hashem your God. From here we may infer, Mashvi Rishus Af Sheishus Yamin Rishus. Just as the seventh day is optional, meaning there's no requirement to eat matzah on the seventh day, so too are the six days optional. The Bryce explains how this inference was made. 
And point number three, the Mishnah states, a Pesach Acher Chatzos Metame Siyadan. The carbon Pesach makes the hands Tame after Chatzos. The Gemara explains that at that point it becomes Nosar because it may no longer be eaten. And Nosar is Metame one's hands at Midaraban. Rabbi Yosef says that this mission is only consistent with the view of Rabbi Lezim and Azariah. So it was taught in the Brisa that the Pasuk states, And they shall eat the meat on this night. Rabbi Lezim and Azariah says, that the Pasuk says, On this night, And it says regarding Machaz Bechoros, And I'll pass through the land of Mitzrayim on this night. So just as Machaz Bechoros refers to the night up until midnight, so to here by the eating of the Pesach, the prescribed time is up until midnight. Rabbi Kiva said to him, but is it not say that you should eat the Pesach bechipazon in haste, which implies that you should eat the Pesach ad shas chipazon, until the hour of haste, meaning until daybreak, when you will hasten to leave Mitzrayim. The Pesach of Blaiwazeh is coming to teach that one might have thought that the Pesach be eaten during the day, just like other Kachim. The Pesach comes to teach, It's eaten at night, but it's not eaten by day. So we see from here that Rebbe Azariah holds that it's the right to eat the Pesach after Chatzos. All right, so now we go to our Simber Dab Kuf and this sim was suggested to us by Michael Raskus from New Rochelle, and the sim is a cook, a cook. So here goes. The cook at the Economy Pesach Hotel, who refuses her maror because it's only a Durabanan, and mutts for the last six days of Pesach because it's only optional, really infuriated the guests when he told them they must finish eating by chatzos. Once again, in slow motion. The cook, cook, that must mean we're on Dab Kuf the cook at the Economy Pesach Hotel, who refused to serve Maru because it's only a Durabanan, which reminds us, Rav says, Matzah bezman zed deraisa, umaru derabanan. Matzah nowadays is still a mitzah deraisa, but Maru nowadays is a mitzah derabanan. And the Gemara explains that Maru is not deraisa because the Torah requires the carbon Pesach be eaten on Matzah's Morarim, with Matzah's and bitter herbs, which we learn from this. Bezman deka Pesach, yesh Maru, bezman deleka Pesach, leka Maru. That when there's a carbon pesach, there's a mitzvah derisity maror, and when there's no carbon pesach, there's no mitzvah derisity maror regarding matzah on the other hand. A second pasuk states, Be'erv tochu matzos, in the evening that follows the 14th of Nisan, you shall eat matzos. Rav Achimer Yaakov disagrees and says that matzah and maror are both the rabbana nowadays, and the pasuk Be'erv tochu matzos, in the evening you shall eat matzos, is coming to teach that someone who is tamir or bederach rechoka, or on a distant road, who cannot partake of the pesach, still is a chiv derisa, to eat matzah. So the cook at the Economy Pesach Hotel, who refused to serve maror because it's only a derabanan and matzah for the last six days of Pesach because it's only optional, which reminds us the brisa that supports Rav states sheishus yamim tochum matzos biyomashvi atzeres l'shem el kachot for six days you shall eat matzah and on the seventh day it should be a gathering for Hashem your God. From here we may infer mashvi rishus av sheishus yamim rishus. Just as the seventh day is optional, meaning there is no requirement to eat matzah on the seventh day, so too are the six days optional. The price explains how this inference was made. So the cook at the Economy Pesach Hotel, who refused to serve maror because it's only a derabanan, and matzah for the last six days of Pesach because it's only optional, really infuriated the guests when he told them they must finish eating by chatzos. Which reminds us that the Mishnah states, HaPesach Acher Chatzos Metames Yadaim. The carbon Pesach makes the hands tame after Chatzos. The Gemara explains that at that point it becomes Noser because it may no longer be eaten, and Noser is Metame one's hands mid the Rabban. Rav Yosef says that this mission is only consistent with the view of Rabbalazim and Azariah, as it was taught in Abraisa, that the Pesach states, Va'achos Abbas Bolaylazeh, and they shall eat the meat on this night. Rabbalazim says that it says on this night, Bolaylazeh, and it says, regarding Machas Bechoros, Va'avarti Beretz Mitzrayim Bolaylazeh, and I will pass through the land of Mitzrayim. On this night. So just as Machas Bechoros refers to night up until midnight, so to here, by the eating of the Pesach, the prescribed time is up until midnight. Rabbi Kiva said to him, but is it not say that you shall eat the Pesach Bechipa zone in haste, 
which implies that you shall eat the Pesach Ad Shas Chippazon, up until the hour of haste, meaning until daybreak, when you will hasten to leave Mitzrayim. The Pesach Bolayla Zez is coming to teach that one must have thought that the Pesach would be eaten during the day, just like other Kadshim. The Pesach comes to teach, It's eaten at night, but it's not eaten by day. So we see from here that Belazim and Azariah holds that it's innocent the rights to eat the Pesach after Chatzos. So once again, the cook at the economy Pesach Hotel, who refused to serve Mara because it's only at the Rabbanan, and must for the last six days of Pesach because it's only optional, really infuriated the guests when he told them they must finish eating by Chatzos. All right, now it's time for a four block back Chazorah. Duff Kuftezain. So the symbol of Kuftezain is a barber giving haircuts. So here goes. The barber, the barber, that must be wrong, Duff Kuftezain. The barber told his wife who asked him four questions, which reminds the next mission states that they mix imported for him a second cup of wine, the Khan of Ben Aviv, and here the son asks his father. Rashbam explains that the son asks why the father is pouring a second cup of wine before eating, to which the father answers with Avadimayinu, we were slaves of Bar Mitzrayim. According to the Rashbam, there is no need to recite the Manishtana since the question was asked. The mission continues, and if the son doesn't have sufficient understanding, the father teaches him to ask Manishtana. And then it was taught in Abraisa, if the son's a Chacham, then he asks. If he's not, his wife asks. And if his wife doesn't ask, who shall Atzmu? Then he asks them to himself. And even two Tamil Chachamim, or proficient in Hilchas Pesach, must ask one another. So the barber told his wife, who asked the four questions, that originally the Jews had a long, straggly hair mitzrayim, but left with their hair washed, styled, and cut. Which reminds us the Mishnah state of Maschel Begnus, Masayim Besheva. The father begins Sipra Yitzim Sitzrayim with Bnei Israel's disgrace, and he concludes with Bnei Israel's glory. And the Gemara asks, what is the Gnus? So Rav said, We recite originally our answers were idol worshippers, and Shmuel said, We recite, we were slaves to Parah Mitzrayim. And the Shavuot would be understood to be the reverse image of their interpretations of Gnus. According to Rav, the Shavuot referred to our coming close to Kosh service, whereas according to Shmuel, referred to proclaiming all the miracles and wonders that brought about our deliverance. And the Haggadah contains both interpretations. So the barber told his wife, who asked the four questions, that originally the Jews had a long, straggly hair mitzrayim, but left with the hair washed, styled, and cut, while he lifted the matzahs high up in the air. Which reminds us, the next Mishnah states, Ramon Gamliel would say, Whoever didn't say these three things on Pesach night has not fulfilled his chiyuv. Rashbam says that this refers to explaining the reasons for these three mitzvahs. And the Rambam says that the chiyuv Rambam Gamliel was referring to is the mitzvah of Sipur Yitzim Sitzrayim. Rav said one must lift up the matzah to show it to the others when reciting the mitzvah for eating matzah and one must lift up the maror and do the same. But basur ain't However, one need not lift up the meat when explaining the mitzvah of Pesach. And not only is it not required to raise the meat, but if one would do so, it would give the appearance of eating kachim that was shechted outside the base of Migdash. So the Simrinei is a gabai with a lot of keys. So here goes. The gabai who uses many keys. Gabai using keys? That must be run off. The gabai who uses many keys to guide the kehila in the reciting of Hallel as they reenacted the crossing of the Yamsuf, which reminds us of the origins of Hallel that we see on the Yom Tovim. Rabbi Yossi said his son Elazar says that Moshe and Benesu recited it when they ascended from the Yamsuf, but his colleagues disagree and say that David and Melch recited Hallel in response to his personal experiences. He said Elazar's words are more logical than theirs because is it possible that during all the years from Yitzhak Yitzhak until David and Melch's time, the Jewish people shechted their Pesachs and took their Lulavim and didn't recite Hallel? And also, is it logical that Micha's idol is standing in Bechi and the Jewish people instituted reciting the Hallel? Rashi explains that Bechi is the place where the idol stood during David and Melch's reign. So the Gabbai, he uses many keys to guide the Kehillah and the reciting of Hallel as they reenacted the crossing of the Yamsuf. 
was distracted because he was rehearsing in his mind his Why Did the Chicken Cross the Street joke? Which reminds us, Bryce explains the distinction between two slightly different phrases that commonly introduce chapters of Tehillim. The David Mizmor, meaning for David, a song teaches that the Shekhinah rested on David Amelch and then he sang the song. Whereas Mizmor David, meaning a song for David, teaches that David Amelch said the song and then the Shekhinah rested on him. From here and another Pasuk the Gemara brings, we learn that the Shekhinah only rests on a person who talks about Simcha Shal Mitzvah, amidst the joy associated with the Mitzvah. Rav Yudah said in the name of Rav Dvar Halacha, so it is for words of Halacha, that is, in the teaching of Torah, joy is an important tool. And the Gemara later illustrates this with Rabba, he used to open up his Shi'urim with the Milsidi B'Duchusa, a humorous thing, and the Talmudim would laugh. But afterwards he would sit in trepidation, and then begin his teachings. Rav Nachman said, and so it is for a good dream, meaning if one wishes to have pleasant dreams, he should go to sleep in a happy state of mind. So the Gabbai, who uses many keys to God Dikihila in the reciting of Hallel, as they reenacted the crossing of the Yamsuf, was distracted because he was rehearsing in his mind his why did the chicken cross the street joke that he was going to give to begin his shir on the bracha of Avos. Which reminds us, the Gemara cites the source of the bracha of Avos. Rabbi Shimon Lakish said, the Torah states, Hashem said to Avram, I'll make you a great nation. This is the passage that teaches that we say the God of Avram in the first bracha of the Shemun Esrei. And I'll bless you is the source for saying the God of Yitzchak. And I'll make your name great. This is the source for saying, Elke Yaakov, the God of Yaakov. It could be thought that we conclude the bracha with the mention of all of them. The Torah therefore teaches, and you, referring to Avram, shall be a bracha, which implies, We conclude the bracha with you, and we do not conclude it with all three of them. So the symbol of is Kichol. So here goes. A great hollow was recited as 26 mega-sized kichels. Mega-sized kichels? That must mean we're on daf kuf ches. A great hollow was recited as 26 mega-sized kichels descended from the heights of the universe, which reminds us it was taught in a brisa. Ravi gomer's a hollow, v'omra hollow Over the fourth cup, one completes the hollow and recites the great hollow. These are the words of Rabbi Tarfun. There are those that say he recites Hashem Roli Lo'echzar. He recites Psalm 23, Hashem is my shepherd, I shall not lack. The Gemara asks, why is it called Halal Gadol? Rabbi Yochanan said, because this psalm relates to the Kishbar who dwells in the heights of the universe and distributes food to every creature. As it says, Nosin Lechem Basar. Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi said, what do the 26 reasons to give thanks and Hodu respond to? They correspond to the 26 generations of humanity that Akash Baruch Hu created in his world, and he didn't give them the Torah, v'zan osam b'chazdo, and he nonetheless sustained them through his kindness. So a great hollow was recited as 26 mega-sized kichols descended from the heights of the universe. Upon people being redeemed as they crossed through the sea, which reminds us, the Gemara brings a number of statements based on Pesukim about the difficulty that providing food for people involves. A man's food is twice as that which is endured by a woman in childbirth. It's more difficult than the Geula and more difficult than Kriyas Yamsuf. So a great hollow was recited as 26 mega-sized kichols descended from the heights of the universe. Upon people being redeemed as they crossed through a sea, as well upon schools of fish who enjoyed this tasty reward. Which reminds us, Rabbi Nassim said, And the truth of Hashem is eternal, was said by the fish in the sea. And this is based on Rabbi Barmari, who said that when the Jews emerged from the Yamsuf, after it split for them, they rebelled by saying, just as we're emerging from this side, so are the Mitzrim emerging from the other side. Whereupon, Hashem commanded the sea to spit out the Egyptian corpses. The sea complained, Master of the universe, is there a slave whose master gives him a gift and then takes it back from him? Rashbam explains that the corpses were a gift to the sea because the fish would eat them. Hashem assured the sea that he would give it back one and a half times their amount. And the Kishon Brook 
would be his guarantor. The sea then spit out the Egyptian corpses, as the Pasuk states, And Yisrael saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. When the debt was repaid to the Kishon Brooks, the 900 chariots under Sisra's command, the fish proclaimed, And the truth of Hashem is eternal. The simple Kufiotes is a kite. A kite. So here goes. At the annual Kite Festival, Kite Festival, that must be learned off Kufiotes. At the annual Kite Festival, colorful kites of all shapes and sizes carried treasure chests of gold and silver away from a foreign land, which reminds us of what Yudah said in the name of Shmuel, Yosef Yosef gathered all the silver and gold in the world and brought it to Mitzrayim, and when Benesra went up from Mitzrayim, they took all the money from them, as it stated, and they emptied Mitzrayim. The money remained in Eretz Yisrael, until the reign of King Rehoboam, thereafter was repeatedly taken from the Jewish people by the other nations and then recaptured by them until it was taken in succession by the Chaldeans, the Persians, the Greeks, and the Romans, and it still remains in Rome. So at the annual Kite Festival, colorful kites of all shapes and sizes carried treasure chests of gold and silver away from a foreign land. High above the men sitting at a royal feast where the king lifted the kosher bracha, which reminds us that we learned from Vigdoha Yod V'yigamal, and the child Yitzhak grew and was weaned, and Avram made a great feast on the day Yitzhak was weaned, that then in the future Kosh Baruch will make a great feast for the Tzedikim on the day that he bestows his kindness upon the progeny of Yitzhak. At that time, after they eat and drink, They'll then offer the kosher bracha to Avram, Yitzhak, Yaakov, Moshe, and Yeshua to recite Birchaz and Muslim, and each one will say that they cannot recite the bracha for different disqualifying reasons. It will then be offered to David who will say, I shall recite Birchaz and Muslim, and it's fitting for me to recite it, as it says in the Pasuk, I shall raise the cup of salvations, and the name of Hashem I will invoke. The Marshal explains that since David built Yushalayim and his son Shlomo built the base of Migdash, he was qualified to thank Akash Baruch for the major themes of Birchaz and Mazon, such as Bris Mila, the Torah, Eretz Yisrael, Yushalayim, and the base of Migdash. So at the annual Kite Festival, colorful kites of all shapes and sizes carried treasure chests of gold and silver away from a foreign land. High above the men sitting at a royal feast, where the king lifted the Koshal Bracha, and reminded the chef not to bring out the Viennese dessert table, which reminds us. The next Mishnah states, We may not conclude the Seder meal after eating the Pesach offering with Afikomen. Rav said this means, that after eating the Pesach, people should not uproot themselves from their group to go join another group. The Rosh Hashanah explains that according to Rav, the word Afikomen is a contraction of the words, take out your eating utensils from here so we can go and eat somewhere else. Since according to Rabbi Yehuda, the Pesach cannot be eaten in two places, the Rabban prevented the eating of any food in another place, lest someone take along some of the Pesach meat and eat it in the second place as well. According to Rav, if one remains in his original place, he may eat other foods as well. Shmuel says it means that after the Pesach, one should not eat desserts, which were called afikomen, a contraction of afikumine, bring out a variety of sweets. The Rosh explains that since kudshim should be eaten in the manner of kings who do not eat ravenously, the Pesach should be eaten late in the meal when one is no longer hungry. Eating after the Pesach would suggest that one is still hungry. Tosa would say the reason is that the taste of the mitzvah should remain in our mouths. Alright, now it's time to conclude the pop quiz of 10 questions plus 3 bonus questions from Mesechus Baruch Shabbos and Erevin. Number 1. Which daf do Malchukas Rabban Shmuel regarding the meaning of Afikomen? That's on daf. Kufiotes. Good. Number 2. Which daf do you learn that the Mishnah that says the Pesach makes the hands tame if touched after Chatzos is going to Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah who holds the Pesach must be eaten by Chatzos? That's on daf. Kufchaf. Good. Number three. Which daf when the David Melch will take the kosher bracha at the final suda the kosher will make? Lavo. That's on daf. Kufiotes. Good. Number four. 
which stuff you know that eating matzah on the final six days of Pesach is only a rishus. That's on daf. Kuvchaf. Good. Number five. Which stuff you know that providing sustenance for someone is harder than a woman in childbirth bringing the redemption and kriyas yamsuf. That's on daf. Kufyurches. Good. Number six. Which stuff you know the shechina is only sure mitok the bar simchashal mitzvah, the joy associated to doing a mitzvah. That's on daf. Good. Number seven. Which of the one in the sea was given the reward of one and a half times for spitting the Mitzrim out on the seashore so B'nai Israel could see if they were dead? That's on Duff. Good. Number eight. Which of the one in the Yosef had amassed all the world's wealth in Mitzrayim and B'nai Israel took it with them when they left? That's on Duff. Good. Number nine. Which of the one in the Yosef had amassed all what is considered Maschel B'gnus? That's on Duff. Good number 10. Which stuff do you learn that the 26th Sukkim of Hodu correspond to the 26th generations before Kabbalah Satoa the Kashbar who fed the Bria through kindness? That's on Duff. Good. Now the three bonus questions. Number one. Which stuff do you learn that Dibay Torah not Makabotuma? That's on Duff. Chabes and Brachas. Good. Number two. Which stuff do you learn about the Dalad Rishuyos on Shabbos? That's on Duff. Vavin Shabbos. Good. And number three, which stuff do we discuss the status of a ladder that rests against a wall of a thoroughfare? That's on Duff. Nun Tessin Erevin. Excellent. That concludes the pop quiz. This is Rabbi Ramgold and Zichu. Wishing you a great day and great learning.